For more than 25 years, Deanna Batdorf has been demystifying the status quo of health. She is a passionate educator whose mission is to empower you to take control of your own wellness. Welcome in to My Body with Deanna Batdorf, an Ask Me Anything podcast where Deanna gives you answers to your most pressing health and wellness questions. Along the way, Deanna will interview those that inspire her work as a holistic wellness practitioner, from birth workers to herbalists, yogis to MDs. You'll learn how to bring your body to a state of balance in this wild dance of life. Submit your questions on our website, deannabatdorf.com. Look for the form at the bottom of the front page. No question is TMI for Deanna to answer. Thank you so much for joining me. Here we are on another q and I'm really feeling like this is becoming a beautiful part of my life um, ongoing. So uh, here we are in my home, looking out over my beautiful garden. I don't know if you can see all the aloe. There's like tons of aloe way back there gorgeous blooms uh just it's like wow and last time i had poison oak and i didn't actually talk about it but i'm just gonna you know i did talk about aloe though oh my forever love of aloe vera um just really saved my skin and uh this has been you know two weeks since the last q a but i've still got some redness but i went through a lot a whole journey and I just kept that aloe and I didn't put a lot of essential oils, in fact, none. And I just dried it up with clays and I just stopped using my arm and I kept it elevated and I just kind of let it go through its, its journey and uh, it's healing beautifully. Uh, but I just want to put a shout out to like finding a whole nother level of use when I've been using aloe for so long for inflammation liver spleen support which is blood and immunity and really making sure there's not enough you know too much lactic acid in my muscles as i do a lot of deep tissue work and i really you know work my body just really want to say that it made a huge difference and i just sliced it open and i just used it like its own little you know fillet that i could just kind of swipe along let it dry out swipe it again get it all wet with the aloe let it dry out you scarify the aloe as you go where you're going to think it's drying out but really the top layer of the pulp gets a little coating on it so you just have to scrape it a little and striate it and then you'll get more juice again but wow yeah really really brilliant but i really wanted to talk about the question came up of self-care versus you know like kind of self-abuse and I always like to think about that as self-sabotage because abuse is kind of a wounded word for me. And um, I'm, you know, I'll look at that anytime, but it doesn't really have a positive. It has a thing that occurred and then there's a stopping point. And so really when I look at sabotage, that's something that I could control. That's something I could be empowered around. And I could see how many places Am I sabotaging myself or letting sabotage happen by maybe not addressing something head on or whatever that might be? Sabotaging yourself 
when you go to the grocery store and then all that food ends up in your house, you know, or um, you choose to, you know, start uh, getting more, you know, decadent and, and you're thinking you're beyond moderation. So self-care versus self-sabotage. And really, I want to bring forward that everything is about balance. We're always going to go back to the elements and it's a balancing act. And it's about, whoa, where am I in this weather report? And how am I gonna bring about better balance? So it's opposites. And you've probably heard this from me already. When we're looking at these opposites, there's a, a concept of, and I'll take us back to the cell structure of our body. So our cells mimic the majority. If you have cells that are dry and flattened out and they become the majority, then your cells are going to replicate and mimic that majority and you're going to start making more free radical related or what they say is mutated you know mutated cells and that's the very thing we don't want because that's the idea of like cancer or something being bloodborne in your body so we don't want the majority to be negatives we want the majority to be positives so that at least then you are making more plump structured full-bodied cells, then you're mimicking that beautiful, juicy, full-bodied, can absorb water, can release it when needed, holds a really positive memory, right? Because our cells hold memory. So you want also it to be plump and full and in its best ogis, nutritive health, because then that's kind of what gets emanated and that's what sort of, you know, goes out and comes back in and becomes your reality. The reason I bring this up is I see habits and patterns um, the same exact way. I mean, really, they're, they're, the more I look at it, the more I'm like, wow, this really is same, same. And what I mean by that is anything I have that's habitual, I want to look at it. I have vices and I have an addictive background that I don't hide from at all. I work it all the time. And I need to know when is too much versus what is moderation, because I'm a big believer of moderation. And then there's certain things you know just are not okay for you, and they do not take you to good places, and you can say no. But mostly it's about moderate. If you can do that and start really being like, I can't do that because I have too much of a habit, you're changing the pattern right there. So often we spend a lot of time looking at the emotional and the process and then going back to our history. If you haven't looked at your history, you are going to have to kind of do a rebirth. You know, you're going to have to figure out how you're going to come clean with now to move forward a little bit cleaner, a little more positive. How are you going to use your history? But history doesn't go away. So you can talk it into the ground, figure it out. But if you just keep kind of going into the process of it, nothing really unwinds and shifts because the story is still going into the cell and the cell is holding that and it becomes your majority and you're mimicking a negative versus a positive so i bring this up because that question that came up of like self-care versus self-abuse how do i change that i'm going to go back to some really basic things and one of them is my webinar called weekly restoration please get it. It's so simple. It's, it's my routine. So first off, we have to have some kind of weekly routine, something that is ritualistic that really takes me to my sacred and my truth. So I can look at anything I ate in the past week 
that maybe didn't serve me? Did I consume anything, you know, looking for play or a way out or just anything that is the truth for you? And really, what did that bring about? And how does that make me feel? And where does that come from? So I can take a moment to look at my week and then how does that relate to my history? But eventually I'm gonna need to take action as a way of saying, I'm not gonna let this just be. I'm actually gonna do something to change it. Everything's about action. And we have got to work the line of action because we don't have to follow through anymore. We don't have to commit necessarily in same ways that used to be standards, you know? So we have way more convenience. We have more walk away, more like I changed my mind. And I believe in that too, because choice is everything. But what is it to have the tenacity or that perseverance to be like, how am I going to keep going? And that's my weekly restoration. So I'm going to take us back to that every time anyone says, how do I get back to my routine? I'm like, we'll take three hours for yourself. And what is that time and day? When do you do that? Like I would never have this Q and a on Thursday morning. If this was my self-care ritual day, I'd be like, no, this is my time. But this is one of those, like Thursdays are very giving days, Wednesdays, Thursdays for me, they're very giving days. And so I really think about where am I giving and where do I need to be with me? So my Mondays are sacred. That's gonna be really something that I think is so important because if you could take three hours and just feel awesome, you want more of that because you feel good and then you kind of want more good. And then just make sure it doesn't turn into like, ooh, good, yummy French fries. <laughs> good, yummy drink, you know, ooh, some good, yummy chocolate, you know. Try to see if you can let yourself feel good and then keep it in this vein of health. Hey, I'm gonna go now make some tea. I have those herbs I bought. Oh, you know what else I could do? I could now make a foot soak. I could do all these different things to keep that going. So it keeps me going week to week, thinking about healthy self-care practices versus just, did I do enough today? Did I do enough today? If I took three hours to myself every week, guess what? I can have a little play there in my week. You know what I mean? And that's gonna depend on who you are in your health too. So if you're sustaining a prevention, and I feel very lucky to feel like I'm in a place of prevention, even as I'm getting older, I feel very blessed, very honored, but I also know I've done the work. We have all kinds of karma, all kinds of journeys that happen to us that put all kinds of obstacles, whether it be a trauma in your life or, or perhaps you came into this world with already a disorder or something that is already affecting your health. That's just a different line to hold. So I tell those people, if you're not in prevention, can you do that three hour twice a week? because it will change pain, it will change skin conditions. So there's your first little bit for psoriasis. It will change so many different things. And then you'll be left down to the things that are still an issue and you can look a little further. And that's where I'll give you more advice on that psoriasis. You know, what would be specific, but starting with the routine and what I'm really talking about, which is in my webinar is like, I have a whole list of like seven sacred things I do that if I really just take my time and I'm really gracious about my, you know, luxurious moment in life, my home to myself, well, in that moment to me, I can go through an entire routine for my upper channels, my lower bowels, maybe douching, if not enema, and just how do I get my lymph moving? I'm prepping myself for the week 
So I have less chance for me to sabotage myself. There's less chance if I chose me in the beginning of my week. So really, this is just something I'm going to bring it back. It's like, what is your majority? So what are the, write down a habit or a vice or what addiction have you had for just so very long? And it's okay. It's okay. You're being honest with you. And then can you find maybe two, three things, even one, if that's where you're at, one thing, if you already do one thing or you already have some practices, three things that you could do every day that's going to be beginning of your day that is going to change that mimicking majority for the day. So I have my weekly and then I have my morning. I'm a little bit more of a rest person at night. I really believe in rest. So I let myself rest. I'll make a bunch of like medicinal mocktails and sit around with like tasty little drinks from the herbs behind me in my yard. Or maybe I juiced a grapefruit and did mint and lemon balm, which is, you know, I'm pointing over here because I'm at my kitchen and that's what I made last night with a little spritzer. You know, I'll do something that just kind of makes me feel like I'm playing and hanging out with my partner. And, and then I do my dental care and I pretty much go to bed put that caster in my eyes and boom, I'm out. So I don't do a lot at night. You may have a different schedule. So you get to decide when do you do this? What day do you do your weekly? What time of day do you do your daily? I'm just a big believer that if I start my morning kind of centered and bright eyed and bushy tailed, like I'm, I'm more apt to, to be like that all day. And it gives me a really good opening to be able to like meet the world in the way I did nature. So walking, if you need a habit and you haven't created it, you put your shoes right at the toilet. If you, if the first thing you do is pee in the morning, like your, your tennis shoes are right there. So they're like ready for walking, put them on, get outside because we need oxygen and we need elements. We need ether and air and fire and water and earth. We need to be surrounded by the elements in their truest authentic form. And that walking through nature really allows me to start saying, who am I in my elements? Who am I in my nature? And how am I gonna walk amongst the elements today? and let that be what rules me you know is that authenticity of just nature being that's really i think the best way you can do it first thing in the morning three hours a week and really just designing formulas around that time and taking it serious taking the moment going in i've had to train myself a little with my pitta brain i've had to do a little bit of training for sure that has been around not starting to work immediately not checking, you know, my emails immediately. I've had to really just kind of like, no, 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 that can wait. Little more time for me and this is all going to be good. And then I can just get all that stuff done so quick and so efficiently because I'm more open and ready. I'm not like, oh my gosh, what am I going to have to deal with now? And there's a big difference between that. Very big difference. This is my body a conversation situated at the intersection of elemental science, self-care, ancient arts, and consent. Deanna Batdorf is your guide.